When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Approximately 32 million people have food allergies in the United States. That's according to the Asthma and Allergy Foundation of America. Well, there's a new study and a clinical clinical trial that has demonstrated adults with peanut allergies may be able to eat small doses if they undergo a certain transplant. (laughs) Yay! Well, it's not really as good as you think. First of all, um, according to the trial study... Uh, after you go through the transplant, uh, you may be able to eat, I don't know, three or four peanuts. Okay. That's it. That's the strangest thing. We're supposed to be happy about that. And you have to go through a fecal transplant. Wait, what? Yeah. Uh, it's a fecal transplant. So, uh, if you are uh, resilient to two peanuts, oh man, that makes life so much better. And you know what? Maybe it does. Maybe if I couldn't eat peanuts and you said, hey, I've got a fecal transplant you can go do and you'll be able to eat four peanuts. I mean, maybe that's a good deal. I don't know. But uh, they used uh, fecal stuff uh from uh open biome uh, which is a non-profit stool bank in cambridge massachusetts i'm guessing that the stool bank just takes deposits but here because of the trial they used some they allowed some withdrawals too so good luck uh good luck if you have a peanut allergy i mean if you go through a fecal transplant you too could eat four peanuts. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. If you live in the South Lake Tahoe area, the greater Lake Tahoe area, you know, around uh, Northern California, Nevada, uh, I would get your weapons out and load them and make sure they remain loaded and uh with you know you can leave the safety on i guess for now but uh, be prepared to uh, unlock that safety so we talked uh, i don't know last week or a couple weeks ago about the hank the tank black bear that has been breaking into homes and uh, they claim that they're going to attempt to catch it and free it and not shoot it um no uh end the life of this bear and most importantly what needs to happen now is we've found out there are three hank the tanks (laughs) not just one uh three 
Okay, yeah, we know that one of the Hank the Tanks smashed the window, breaking into the house while the people were there. Police that time responded and, you know, were banging on the house until the bear left and they let it live. Why did it? I mean, once the bear, as what you had the bear inside the house, you obviously, I understand not wanting to shoot him in the house. I get it. But as soon as he walks out the back door, you may need more than that, but that'll be fine. But they have different, it's either Hank the Tank or Jake or Yogi or simply Big Guy. So the one wildlife official described it as severely food habituated bear that has lost all fear of people and thinks of them as a food source. And uh, that is a uh, problematic. Yeah. Uh, what's problematic is how big it is, is according to uh, Peter Tira, the spokesperson for the California Department of Fish and Wildlife. Yeah, it's learned to use the size and strength to break into a number of occupied residences, bursting through the garage door or front door. Uh, if that happens at my house. Now they claim in this story that once trapping efforts begin the three hanks may very well form a brigade they start working together yeah no 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 i don't want to hear that hey, look we're going to trap them uh because that's what they're saying now is that we're going to trap them and then we're not gonna we're not gonna hurt them we want to uh, we want to release them in a suitable habitat do ya? Do you want to release them in a suitable habitat? Where would that be? Where would the suitable habitat be? I'm just asking. Because uh, they already have lost all fear of humans. And now you're talking about three bears working together? No, thank you. No, thank you. They must be put down. And we we need to put them down in a, a fashion that makes the other bears go, Ooh, hey, we don't want none of that. I mean, like, multiple gunshots. Now, a couple more. All right, a couple more. Yeah, that'll work. Once that's done, then we can check the DNA and make sure we got the right ones. Because even if we didn't get the right ones, at least the other three or two or one will start thinking twice about knocking down garage doors. And if that doesn't happen, we put them down. We have got to. I'm a big believer in, uh, you know, I, I, we shouldn't kill animals. Absolutely not. And just to kill them. But if they're attacking humans, uh, we are the top of the food chain. And we must remind them that we are the top of the food chain. And it uh, doesn't seem like a difficult choice to me. I'll tell you another thing that doesn't seem like a difficult choice to me, and that's a new law that needs to be written. And I think it needs to be, uh, I thought it was a law already, but I guess it was just an unwritten law. Uh, I had something happen to me on Friday afternoon that just infuriated me. So I'm in a drive-in lane, a pickup window, uh, pick up window at uh, this time I was at a pharmacy I was picking up some medication for my father-in-law now I did have an, a way to get out I wasn't locked in so it wasn't like once you're in it you're in it although I felt that way in my brain but I w could have gotten out of line 
So I was, I pulled up and I was happy. I was like, okay, cool. There is uh, two cars, uh, you know, no problem. I pull in and as soon as I pull up, the one front car pulls out. So I'm like, all right, good deal. And so, because sometimes it takes, you know, a little bit longer at the drive-thru for the pharmacy. I'm prepared for that. It's okay. Uh, you know, people dealing with the the help through the window, getting, uh, you know, their prescriptions, getting the price right, the cost right, all that stuff. I get it. So, uh, you know, insurance issues, whatever. But it usually takes about, you know, I would say you're happy when it's only a couple of minutes. You're like, oh, okay, that was fast. They got their, you know, they got their medicine, they paid for it, you're on your way. And so, you know, so anywhere between, you know, a couple of minutes and maybe five or six minutes, you're like, okay, it's part of the deal. And uh, then, uh, so I'm waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And it was over 15 minutes. And like when you first see that door open, you know, the drawer to help you like, all right, we're at the end. But I saw it open like twice and we still weren't at the end. And it was more than 15 minutes. It was, I mean, it felt like forever. So, and we've all had that little issue in a food drive through right? And we've had that issue at a bank drive through as well. If you think, you know, I need to talk to the... Uh, I need to talk to the bank person. I don't want to go through the, the drive-through of the shoot. Uh, and maybe even you have it then as well. But it's even more frustrating when you're trying to talk to a human at the drive-through. Right? So I think that there needs to be a, a law passed. And I'm not, <laughs> I don't want to, you know, I'm not big on government. It's fine. The less, the less government, the better. But this needs to be a law. Okay. It needs to be that if it's going to be more than, and we can work out a time, is it 10 minutes, is it 15 minutes? It certainly isn't any more than 15 minutes, which is why I'm thinking 10 minutes works, all right? If it's more than 10 minutes, you got to go. You got to move. You have to move. It's uh, 10 minutes. The clock starts. When you pull up to a drive through window and make your order, maybe when you make your order, right? So it's different. Uh, so when you make your order, so at the pharmacy it would be when you pull up to the window, right? Uh, and so at uh, at a drive-through for food, uh, it would be same. Pharmacy and bank would be as soon as you pull up to the window, you're on the clock, ten minutes tops. And then at food, make the order. Uh, when you make your order, clock starts. 10 minutes. If it's going to be longer than that, now most drive through places, if you pull up to the window and it's going to be longer, whatever is an issue, they ask you to pull up because they keep everybody moving, right? Keep it going, which I'm okay with. And that's maybe what needs to happen at these, at the pharmacies and for sure the bank, the bank needs to say, uh, just come inside. I mean, we realize that you're coming through the drive through because you don't want to come inside, but this transaction needs to be taken care of inside. Drive around. And so food-wise, pull up, uh, you know, we'll have someone bring it out to you, but we got to keep the line moving, right? So at the pharmacy, it's got to be, you're going to have to pull around, uh, you're going to have to come in, but you got to get, you got to get a go ahead because we got people in line, you got to come through. And I personally have had, uh, you know, to wait for things to get filled and stuff at the drive-through of the pharmacy. And I said, I'm going to wait here, but if a car pulls up behind me, I'm going to, I'll pull out. 
Uh, I'll pull out and let you take care of them. And then, you know, I'll pull back around. No problem. But until then, I'm just going to sit here. And that's, you know, common courtesy. But I, I, uh, I was so frustrated on Friday. I, I, I can't tell you how many times I just almost got out of my car. I just went up to him and said, what is the problem? What is going on? The rest of us have lives to get to. And it was at least, well, I stopped counting after 15 because I was so angry. <laughs> <laughs> and a guy was it was and I wasn't leaving. Damn it. No, you're not winning this fight. I'm here. I'm not gonna go around and go in. I'm not it could have been the problem inside the pharmacy, which I'm I say, okay, fine. Then tell the person, go around. Uh we're having an issue with you. Uh come in or drive around and come back through the drive thru. Whatever. We got other customers that we can, you know, go push through fast and take care of business. It's just agonizing so new law new law 10 minute rule all right once you make your order i want you once you make your order at the drive-thru or get to the window and state your business 10 minutes on the clock and the worker has to hit the clock there's got to be a stopwatch at the window it's mandated by law (laughs) that's it and it gets down to 10 you gotta go you gotta go around and restart the clock that's just the that's just the law sorry that's the way it is all right let's go to the break room i need something cold to drink desperately oh my gosh so good did you know about the pierce morgan deal i i don't know why i feel like i was reading about the deal with pierce morgan uh with uh murdoch and rupert murdoch and i was like i don't remember maybe we talked about it and you say yeah of course you did jeff you idiot you talked about it but i don't recall it so he's gonna have a new daily talk show it's gonna be aired on sky news australia as well as uh, the uk's brand new talk tv and on fox nation here in the u.s I mean, he's got a deal with Rupert Murdoch, I guess reportedly worth $67 million. Uh, regular columns in the UK tabloid newspaper, The Sun, New York Post here in the US, a book with Murdoch's publishing house, HarperCollins. I mean, uh, you know, I guess he was ready to cancel, cancel culture. <laughs> that's his deal he said he vows to cancel cancel culture all right well it might be fun that might be fun if he's just gonna you know tear into everybody uh that's he said i'll be, I'll be calling out extremists from all sides not just in australia but anywhere well he was this article was talking about him being in australia to celebrate 25 years of uh Sky News Australia, and they're, you know, promoting his new show and all his new dealings with, uh, you know, the Murdochs. Well, good for him. Good for him. Uh, congratulations to Pierce. I don't know why I, I don't know why I didn't know that. It seemed like such a strange deal for him, but, uh, all right, good. And, you know, all, all I wanted to do all weekend was watch Godfather. That's it. You know, they had the 50th anniversary re-release at uh, some AMC theaters this weekend. And I didn't go. I should have. I should have just gone. But, I mean, I own all the Godfathers and the books and the, you know, the little stories behind the scenes. So, you know, I can watch them. One, two, and three. To my heart's little desire. I've got them on DVD. Remember those old things? And um, 
I just I, I've made me want to watch The Godfather all weekend because of that re-release. I love The Godfather anthology. Love them all. Uh, they were all I prefer two. I'll you know one is great. Three is okay. Uh, two is tremendous. One is great. Three is okay. That's my review of the Godfather anthology series. <laughs> oh, and oh my gosh, who died today? Who died today? Sally Kellerman. Sally Kellerman died at 84 years old. Amazing. I guess she had complications from dementia. She was 84 years old. I loved her in Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield. And I was reading about her life. She had a she had an amazing life. Uh, and I, I met her once, actually, in a restaurant on Venice Beach in uh, California. We were dining there, and so was she. And, uh, you know, I mean, I obviously just hello and, uh, you know, love your work, that kind of thing. But uh, it was great. It was, she was, I loved her work and she did a lot of really, really cool stuff. One of the things that I talked about, uh, you know, of course, MASH, you know, Hot Lips Houlihan, but she played in, uh, she was in an episode of Star Trek and she, you know, she was just one episode, she died. But her line, her dying words to Captain Kirk, I'm sorry, you can't know what it's like to be almost a god. <laughs> anyway, rest in peace. Sally Kellerman, uh, dead at 84 years of age. And just so you know, when I met her, uh, I didn't say, hey, Hot Lips, how you doing? Or, uh, hey, uh, you know, the back to school line, call me sometime when you got no class. (laughs) I wish I would have now, though. Would have been better than just saying hello and enjoying your work and, you know, eating dinner at a place and venice beach but oh well so for those of you that uh are subscribed to this show you know that uh walking dead is back up and running we're in the second episode of part two of the final season uh jason buttrell and uh, my son maximus fisher who just turned 20 years old yesterday amazing um happy birthday max i mean he's anyway talking walking dead uh if you subscribe to the podcast you know uh, you got an alert uh, when the show dropped uh if you're listening to this right now and you're not a subscriber to the show that means that you're a freeloader and you're listening on someone else's device and or podcast subscription uh nobody likes a freeloader okay I mean, I appreciate you listening and everything, but uh, perhaps you need to subscribe uh, on your own device and, uh, you know, stop bugging your friend to listen to Chewing the Fat, okay? Don't be embarrassed by liking this show. (laughs) uh, Of course you like it. That's me. But, uh, you know, subscribe on your own dime. Nobody likes a freeloader, okay? All right, good. Uh, So we have uh, uh, Talking Walking Dead uh, drop today. And thank you to all the dead fans. And, and, you know, if you don't like Walking Dead, you know, listen anyway. And uh, then uh, I watched 1883 yesterday. It drops. I'm not sure what time it drops on Paramount Plus. But, it, you know, I looked in the middle of the afternoon and uh, there it was. So uh, it was available. The last episode, uh, episode 10, I want so much more. Uh, So it's the final episode. 
it uh, they wrapped it up so it could end you know it could be it that could be it 1883 done now that's the series because uh they claim they've got a new season you know they've already they've booked new new episodes coming from taylor sheridan they claim they have a new show coming out also called 1932 that is still a precursor to yellowstone which you have you know season i think five which is you know going to be out i don't know when i don't know when these shows are going to be out they they claim 1883 maybe in 2023 so we're not even going to get in it this year because taylor is uh you know all booked up doing other stuff so taylor if you need a hand uh give me a call uh email me chewing the fat at the blaze.com uh, you could direct message me on Twitter at JeffyJFR. You could message me on Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio, or Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio. Either, you know, any, any way you want to get a hold of me, Taylor, I'm willing to help. Uh, I saw I saw where you were headed with 1883, and I uh, called it. I called what was going to happen. I just want you to know that I personally called it. You're just going to have to take my word for it since I didn't record it, but I called it. Of, of what was the outcome was going to be now the only reason that i changed you know about, about i don't know it was wasn't long into the season i i called what was going to happen and then i got to thinking well after they after it was so big and they had already called for season two i thought well he's going to change it change the outcome because that means it's a it's a different way if they end season one the way i thought it was going to end and the way it ended then that changes everything that's a it's a weird it's a weird dichotomy of how they're going to do season two now or you know how many ever seasons it has but uh, it was really 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 a great uh great season and i really enjoyed it and if you haven't seen it um i want to give you so many spoilers but uh and normally i do because that's just the kind of guy i am but today I'm in a good mood and, uh, don't ask me why I, I have no idea why. Uh, but you know, I feel like I need to just be nice today. And so I will, and I won't give you any spoilers for 1883, but they are coming. Okay. They are coming. So they may come this week because I do, I want to talk about it. So get to it. If you haven't seen it, get to it. Otherwise, there's going to be spoiler alerts coming. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What seemed like a good plan uh, was not. So a uh, Secret Service agents arrested a Home Depot employee in Tempe. Arizona, after he was suspected, and I mean, it was probably a pretty good deal, uh, for uh, allegedly passing $387,500 in counterfeit U.S. currency. Adrian Jean Panetta, 
uh, was, or Pineda, uh, P-I-N-E-D-A, was arrested at uh, Home Depot on suspicion of taking genuine currency from the store he works at and replacing it with counterfeit currency. Home Depot reported the losses uh, happened from 2018 to 2022. So he just got a little greedy is all. So he worked as a vault associate. His job involved counting and bagging money from the store's cash registers to be transferred to Wells Fargo Bank for deposit. So the warrant operations marked, uh, you know, they were uh, the strategic investigation enacted by the special agents, Home Depot Security, Wells Fargo. And so they got him down. So there was no... You know, the the money was being, the, the numbers were right. It just was the currency, right? And at the time of the arrest, they seized 5,000 in counterfeit, uh, 5,300 in genuine currency. An additional 22,000 genuine currency was recovered at his home. And so we'll see what happens. I just, it was, it's interesting uh, with the counterfeit money. I wonder, you know, if, if they caught it, because if, the bank catches it, then they just take it, and Home Depot is out to cash, right? And so they're trying to figure out where that money came from. And I mean, three hundred eighty thousand is uh, you know a good lump of money to get a little greedy. I remember, uh, I think I told this story before, but I remember getting a counterfeit hundred dollar bill when I was working for Winn Dixie in Florida. And this is you know a hundred years ago, so uh, you know the statute of limitations has already passed. And uh, so uh, my manager at the time called me up there and gives me the $100 bill and says, go get lunch and bring me back the change. <laughs> and I was like, uh, okay, uh, you know, I'm all for that. No problem. And uh, so I go get lunch and I bring him back the change. And uh, then, you know, I don't remember if that was before or after probably before i mean it would not be like me to just do it and say gee thanks uh manager uh i appreciate it so uh because he was a really nice guy and we he did a lot of good things for me and i i appreciated him very much but uh he told me that uh it was counterfeit and if you turn it into the bank the bank just takes it and the store is out the hundred bucks and they're going to, you know, they don't know where it came from. It was in, it was in the, you know, the money, they know what drawer it was, but in those days, you know, it wasn't, there weren't cameras on every register and we're not sure where it came from. The cashier had a good idea, but it was on a beach in Florida. So it was, you know, most likely a tourist, not someone from, uh, not someone from treasure Island, which is the beach that it was on. And, uh, so I went and got lunch and got change back so that, you know, the money that I got change back was real. <laughs> I know. So I'm getting busted for passing counterfeit money. But, uh, I mean, you start getting into thousands and hundreds of thousands. I mean, that's what uh, Reacher is about, right? On Amazon is, uh, it ends up being about counterfeit. Oh, is that a spoiler alert? Oh, no. Darn the luck. I didn't give you spoilers on 1883, but I'll give you spoilers on Reacher. It's been out long enough now, okay? And that's what it's about. And they were using uh, they were using real money because of the paper, but they were using uh, taking uh, small denominations and making it larger 
denominations and then shipping it out of the country. So American money was being used, was being, counterfeit money was being used out of the country and then shipping back here through the government. So, you know, it was already washed. Anyway, uh, an interesting kind of thought process there on Reacher with Amazon, the new, uh, the new series on Amazon, which was a fun ride, by the way. But uh, so he was, I mean, it was a good plan. I like the idea that they would, uh, you know, the numbers would be right. So he, he accounted for all the dollars. It was just, you know, somebody said, hey, this, uh, this is not uh, real money. <laughs> Sorry about that, Adrian. You're going down. Another crime that seemed to be a good idea uh, was not. Authorities seized $3 million worth of meth hidden in a shipment of onions during a tractor-trailer inspection at a federal facility in San Diego. The canine unit for the U.S. Customs and Border Protection alerted to the trailer's shipment of onions on Sunday. So the meth uh, didn't quite get covered up by the onions. <laughs> they found 1,200 small packages of meth. Um, they It was kind of weird because they were the packages of meth more than 1,336 pounds were shaped into small globes with the white covering so it was kind of blended in with the onions right but the smell of the onions didn't overpower the meth for the dogs i feel like that's uh, the cost of doing business uh it's a lot of work to you know have the meth wrapped up to you know kind of look like onions so it's in the bags but uh it's a lot of work but i feel like that's cost of doing business three million $3 million worth of math? I mean, nobody wants to lose $3 million, but you do if you've got, you know, avocados coming in, coming in full of math, too, right? I mean, we've got avocados shipments coming back into the States, so I, I don't know. I know nothing about any kind of smuggling going on with avocados. I just find it interesting that this took place during some of the time that uh, you know we were questioning whether we were going to get the avocados back and you know so now we've got i mean i feel like three million dollars worth of math that's a cost of doing business speaking of cost of doing business ups cutting three dollars off the part-time workers pay uh wow thousands of part-time workers at ups uh around the u.s were informed that yeah your hourly wages are going to be cut yeah you know i know we gave you those raises in 2021 and sure we told you that uh they were gonna they were gonna be permanent but nah they're not uh sorry uh we were hedge up to 18 dollars an hour and we're gonna knock you back down to 1533 that's just the way it is Sure, we had record profits last year but uh increased shipping prices and uh we got uh we got a lot of stuff going on so uh, you know we got a stock buyback program going on and i know that we're projecting more growth but uh you guys uh make it 18 bucks an hour yeah we gotta knock that back sorry that's just the way it goes uh live with it so these people are going to be uh looking for ways to use counterfeit money for sure 
Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, if they get away with it or not, it's part-time workers. And so, you know, you lost a bunch of workers. If you tell the workers, hey, you're making 18 bucks an hour and now it's only 15, have a nice day, but many quit, right? So you get rid of those and the other people stay making their 15 and you bring new workers on making 15 and, uh, you know, it's all good. So profits are safe, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how they're going to get away with it. I don't know if the union's going to worry about it. We'll see. I know that uh you know they they didn't uh the union probably doesn't have much to do with the part-timers, but if they're starting to cut part-timers work, um that means uh, they're starting to take a look at some of that full-time employees too. Some of those benefits that the unions have worked out. And so, good luck. Good luck to you, UPS workers. Uh, you know, I know, look, 15 bucks an hour is nothing to, you know, shake a stick at. But if you were, uh, you know, making 18 bucks an hour, that's uh, a little bit of a pay cut that you're uh, a little unhappy about. I don't blame you. Well, we've been inundated with the war that's going on as Russia is trying to take over Ukraine. We had some headlines come out of uh, this past weekend with the war. Uh, the world judo body uh, has suspended Putin as its honorary president. I'm sure he'll be bummed. Uh, Twitch and OnlyFans have blocked all users from Russia due to sanctions. And there's a bunch of users that come out of Russia. So they're unable to get the money that they had in their accounts or money that they were planning on making. I mean, it's uh, the Twitch and OnlyFans. It could be an uprising. Uh, could be an uprising. More than uh, Putin wants to deal with, which is what, you know, hopefully the sanctions will provide that his people start saying, ooh, hey, Vlad, what are you doing here, brah? Uh, sure. We, I mean, I'm okay with you taking Ukraine, but not taking my money. So if it means me getting my money, how about we back out of that Ukraine thing that you got going on? How about that? <laughs> uh, we have uh, Google, Twitter, and Meta blocking Russian-backed media outlets from advertising and monetizing content on their platforms amid the invasion. So that's even more people uh, outside of Twitch and OnlyFans that aren't making money online. So we got that going on. We have, uh, for sure, we have Sean Penn over there making a documentary. That's good. I mean, that's that's tremendous. That's something to look forward to. We have at least 100,000 people that gathered in central Berlin to protest the war in Ukraine. Uh, Anti-war demonstrations were also held in 48 cities across Russia. More than 2,000 people were arrested. Uh, I'm sure it was more than that. I'd bet you that there were more than that. Uh, soccer team and players across Europe showed their support for Ukraine as pressure mounts on FIFA to ban Russia from competition. Poland, Sweden, and the Czech Republic are refusing to play against the Russian national team in World Cup qualifiers. Okay. Now we had the Ukraine's uh, Antonov AN-225 Maria, the world's largest plane. 
uh, has been destroyed, uh, reportedly destroyed, in the Russian attack on the airport in Kiev, according to uh, Ukrainian authorities. And that will take, uh, you know, three to five years to rebuild. Oh, okay, that's it, though? Yeah, that's it. No problem. I mean, there's all kinds. Well, we don't know that it's true. I mean, there's all kinds of, well, we'll just call them, we won't call them lies. We'll call them misleading images uh coming out of ukraine a lot of pictures that were old pictures and some pictures that were russians not ukrainians and so they were lies really is what they were and uh just to kind of uh, get us going so just be careful and uh, double check what you're watching and what you're viewing okay all right good and i will say that it was uh, this war uh this attack by russia on ukraine uh, does help the united states in one sense is that it makes it uh, more important than ever that we have the second amendment doesn't it and don't let me catch you drinking russian vodka okay don't do it i don't want to see that i'm not sure what good that really does <laughs> i mean it's already been paid for so I mean, they've already got the money for the vodka. So pouring it out is just a waste of our money already spent. But hey, if you want to protest Russia invasion of Ukraine by pouring out Russian vodka here in the U.S., you go right ahead. I mean, it's soon to be party time. You might want to keep the vodka around. I mean, you've got the State of the Union with uh, President Biden tomorrow, which will be fun tomorrow night. Uh, there'll be some plenty, plenty of drinking games to go with that. You might as well keep the Russian vodka around. And we have Mardi Gras beginning tomorrow with New Orleans, so you might as well keep the Russian vodka around. Get drunk on it. Have a good time. I'm, I don't know why. It just doesn't make sense to me. We've already paid for it. It's just pouring it out seems to be a waste is all speaking of the state of the union i thought the freedom convoy that uh was supposed to be driving across country which i told them not to do by the way hashtag truck off just stop driving okay don't deliver goods for three days and show america and show the government that they need the truckers but they're on their way and uh but apparently they're not going to be there till like the end of the week or what they're not gonna i thought the point was to be there for the state of the union that's why the fences went up that's why the national guard was called in but nope uh they're there's uh the approximate time of arrival is the 5th of march so okay I, I, you know, they want things to go back to normal. I get it. I'm on with you. Nobody supports the truckers more than this broadcast chewing the fat. hundred percent. I'm with you, but the people's convoy, I guess that's what they're called. They're not the freedom. The freedom convoy was up in, uh, in Canada. Right? So this is the people's convoy, but, uh, and I, and they're on their way. So, okay. I mean, good luck. God bless. I want it to work out. I mean, I wanted the mandates are already coming down, right? They've, they've stopped some of the masking. They've other places are killing the mandates and the, and the, uh, vaccination passports are getting, uh, you know, pushed to the side. So good. It's working. I see where they also talked about how the uh, uh, convoy they had on their Facebook page. There was a convoy forming in Maui. Uh, that's, a, that's a tough drive. 
Uh, that's a tough drive. I don't know if there's like semi boats or if they hop on barges and just kind of blow their horns across the Pacific. Yeah, like that. Or if they just drive around the island and just circle the island, try to make a point. I mean, if any place needs to be uh, needs to be talked about as far as lockdowns, it's the state of Hawaii. So, man, if they need a couple of semi horns blowing, then blow them off. I'm all for that. It just seems like it's a weird place to have a convoy on. Maui and oh man and this news uh, coming speaking of uh, speaking of semi horns apparently uh, people in Canada are suffering I know it's already done right they've moved all the semis out they've moved all the all the truckers out but uh, the truckers have left Ottawa with the lingering effect of phantom honking <laughs> oh really is that what it is i know the first uh, according to kevin uh he described the first days of the protests in downtown ottawa as torture uh there were trucks right underneath me and uh he didn't want to provide the cbc with his last name for fear of reprisal yeah because people would think that you're a puss but there's uh, one thing, uh, he's got animals, and he's got three cars and two dogs. So, yeah, it was torture. Wasn't it, Kevin? Yeah. So he's suffering now from, uh, from phantom honking. Oh, wow. That's, uh, man, we are, in a, we are in a sad state of affairs when you have to, you know, say that it was, it's mild trauma. And uh, it's post-traumatic stress from honking. And it's phantom honking. So it's not real honking that's causing you the problem. It's phantom honking. So what would happen if you were to hear... Would you just get into get into a fetal position on the street? Because that, be that wouldn't be phantom honking. honking. That would be real, and you'd be in big trouble. If you're suffering from PTS because of phantom honking, if you heard real honking, it might do you in. And that's not funny. And I'm not, you know what, I was going to laugh, but I'm not going to laugh anymore because it just isn't funny. PTS from phantom horn honking is nothing nothing to honk at i mean maybe kevin needs to go to the seven cardinal rules for life from contemplative monk make peace with your past so it won't disturb your present what other people think of you is none of your business time heals almost everything give it time no one is in charge of your happiness except you Don't compare your life to others and don't judge them. You have no idea what their journey is all about. Stop thinking too much. It's all right not to know the answers. They will come to you when you least expect it. And number seven, of course, in the cardinal rules for the seven cardinal rules for life. Smile. 
you don't own all the problems in the world. That's from Contemplative Mark. Maybe Kevin needs to, you know, needs to get a hold of that and, you know, that'll help him get over the phantom honking that he's suffering from. Let go of the idea that things could have happened differently, Kevin. As if this life is a choose-your-own-adventure book and you simply turn to the wrong page. You did the best you could with what you knew, and, and the horns were just torture, and you were now suffering from phantom honking. So just remember, you did do the best you could with what you knew and felt at the time, Kev. Now do better knowing more. Keep moving, and try not to, try not to cower on a street corner when you hear either for real or in your head. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.